0: Hello and welcome to The Fizzle Show! All right, this, ladies and gentlemen, is The Fizzle Show. Every Tuesday we publish another conversation for people creating businesses to live life on their own terms. If you are here to earn an independent living doing something that you care about, you have come to the right place. Because it's amazing. It's amazing when you can live life on your own terms. It is possible... It's so possible. More and more people are doing it every day. We're one of, the, some, one of the some of the people who are doing it, but it is also difficult, okay? We know it's possible. We've done it. We're doing it, but we also, we know it's difficult, okay? That's why we do The Fizzle Show every single week. That's why we do more episodes because a lot of you people are trying to put your lives together to design something that that, 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 that feels like freedom to you in your life, and that's what we're about Uh, But if you want to go further, faster than just having podcast episodes, if you want to mitigate for the risk of starting something new, if you want to mitigate for burnout, for you just straight up giving up, turning into a dry husk of an entrepreneur, if you want to get a little more momentum, more progress, maybe insights and strategy, if you want to maybe like add some relationships to the thing that you're building, get some feedback and hopefully, not hopefully, definitely some motivation in what you're building, uh, you should check out Fizzle.co. That's our membership community, which we created, which isn't just a community. It's also courses, and it's not just courses. It's a guided roadmap through every step of creating your business. You have to see our roadmap. You just have to see our roadmap. We talk about it in the video. We show what it's like on the Fizzle homepage. You can learn more about this at, this is a special offer for you, Fizzle show listeners, Fizzle.co slash try 5. That is going to get you 5 weeks for free. We like you people who listen to our show. We love hearing from you in the iTunes reviews. We love getting emails at support at fizzle.co and we love it when you join Fizzle so we give you a big discount because people who are listening to the show or trying to plug this stuff into their everyday lives, we like these people. So try out fizzle.co slash try5. Kick the tires. No contract. No fees. Try it all out for free. Cancel anytime even before the trial and you'll never get charged. Our hope is you love it and you stick with it because there's more momentum. There's more progress. There's more strategies, there's more friendship, relationship, community, and there's more insight when you stay in fizzle. There's more insight when you stay in fizzle. Corbett, how do you like that? Is that pretty good? Love it. <laughs> All right. This is fizzleshow.co slash two zero nine. And we've got a good one for you today. For the first time, actually a little bit of, a little bit of follow-up, Corbett, Corbett Bar is in the office with me today.
1: That's right. In studio.
0: In studio Corbett Bar. Feels good. This is the ISCB in studio Corbett Bar. And he is here to say, one, two, three, go. Hey. That's right.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, you guys, I, I have know what, FOMO. He, we,
0: Oh.
1: <laughs> we both got real oh,
0: steph. just real tender and soft like oh steph, steph no uh, i
1: feel your pain because i gotta tell you uh it feels like a full bandwidth conversation when you're actually here in studio <laughs> versus yeah when
0: you're back home opening up email yeah <laughs> just going through junk mail go like i bet no nah, i don't know that is a pretty good rate on a new credit card <laughs> steph Uh, You're about to leave on a big trip and we're going to miss the heck out of you. Can you give us a a little clue on where you're going?
2: Yeah. Well, I guess let's see when people are listening to this. Guys, I'm in Ireland right now. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to Ireland uh, tomorrow, actually, (laughs) with my family. I'm going with my parents and my brother and my husband and my baby, who's only 10 months old, which is either going to be awesome or terrible. Maybe a combination of both. And I'm so excited. It's gonna be awesome. I'm Irish and my dad is super Irish. And uh I don't think my mom is really Irish, but my dad is super, super Irish. And uh, they haven't my parents haven't been, my brother's never been out of the country, so it's gonna be really fun. And I'm I'm so oh, pumped. But I'll miss you. That's
0: guys. killer. That is gonna be so much fun. There's no place like Ireland. I love you know it. my wife and I, we met each other in Ireland. That's true. So yeah. uh I, I wanna I wanna get right into the intro of the show, but I wanna do it with a little Irish flair, maybe oh, just in do it. how's that gonna happen? Uh, yeah, just with just to pay a little homage to the land where I've never felt more at home than when I was in Ireland. I felt like I love that place. There's something magic about Ireland. So, right. Let's get into the episode for today. Okay, there's a lot to talk about because it's not just any old fizzle show, you know. It's a big one. We've all, we've all brought some examples of important things that you need to know about. Think thing about the examples are, they're going to teach you a lot. What are we teaching you about? Let's get into it. Listen, there is a ton of competition in business today. Tons of it, more than ever before. More competition than ever. With the internet now, you compete with the entire world. <laughs> yeah, you can, I, feel like, <laughs> I feel like
1: everybody's waiting for the punchline right now. Yeah. I
0: know. It's there's not no going to. There's no punchline. No, no, I just like speaking an Irish accent. <laughs> it's not bad. No. Uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you. And in 1492, Columbus found the fucker. Uh, <laughs> this, the, 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 uh, the, the Irish guy in the bar, he was just like, Oh, you're, you're a Yankee, are you? Oh. All my Irish people are just, like, bummed right now. Sorry, that was, <laughs> yeah. that was bad. That was a bad one. But he told me the greatest joke. He's like, you know Noah, right? Noah, he's on the boat. Lots of animals. Tons of them. Bunch of fucking animals. They're all over the place, right? Gotta imagine they're eating a lot of food. Probably giving them a lot of poop. Right? It's a lot of poop. Well, every day, you know, Noah gets his sons to come over. They roll up all the poop and they push it off the, the, the end of the boat. And in 1492, Columbus found the f**ker.
2: I don't think I get it.
0: Uh. <laughs> Classic. Classic Ireland. Sorry, I couldn't help it. We're trying to get into business stuff, trying to make something valuable okay. for people. Yeah. But uh, you, take, uh, you take the humor, you take the medicine with the sugar That's right, in Fizzle. Okay, but no, I am serious about the stuff I was saying before. There's tons of competition when you're trying to create a new business right now right? There's the internet, which means you're in competition with literally everything out there that could be about your same topic, right? Uh, So that makes your life a lot more difficult. However, you do have a lot more tools at your disposal. And I think one of the most powerful tools you have at your disposal is specialization, Mm -hmm. focus, narrowing your target market, right? Aiming at a smaller niche. We just talked about these these concepts in the last episode. You can go to fizzleshow.co 208 to get the whole primer on that stuff if you missed that, okay? Because there's all those terms we defined. But... Uh, uh, I want to back to the, back to the topic at hand. Uh, if you're already sent, selling a bunch of stuff online, fine. It may, it may, it may disregard this information about, like, if, you're, if you've got plenty of money in the bank and plenty of products being sold, maybe you don't have to do anything with your target market niche or ideal customer or anything. Maybe you're like, actually, you're nailing it. Keep going. You'll learn as you go, mm-hmm. right? Um, but for many of us, and especially those who are still getting our stuff off the ground, our businesses off the ground, specialization, aiming at a smaller niche focusing on a more precise target market can make all of the difference in getting our businesses actually flying, getting found, producing revenue. This is some of this kind of stuff that having a better target market, having a more defined and more specialized niche can help you with, right? It can, it can help you get that initial traction when you're just starting. Yep. You get that initial traction, which is so powerful just because you're more remarkable to people. You're not just yoga, you're yoga for punks. You know? you're, you're somehow more specialized and I'm a punk who's into yoga. And now, oh, I got to check this out, right? It creates waves earlier on. And, and similarly, so you, you can resonate more powerfully with the people who land on your website, right? You can, so, and then, and then coming up with new content ideas gets easier. Like everything in your business gets transformed when you pick a, 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 a niche that is, that's working for you. Yeah. Right? And yet... Right? So get this. We've known this and we've known this in business for so long. This is just straight up one on one principles of business. You got to know, like we were talking about last time, I think it was last time or the time before. Uh, one of the things that really stuck out to me was to go from the difference that you ch- switch that perspective from can I do this? Can I be this entrepreneur? Can I make this yoga for punks thing to is this valuable for you? Is this valuable for mm-hmm. you? Was this useful? Was this useful? Was this useful? That shifts me towards you. Is this helping you? Right? Um, I don't know why I bring that up except for the fact that that is sort of what happens as you get to know your target market, as you define your niche, right? And so I want to say one more thing, and that is this. We inside of Fizzle, here's some of the ways that we teach this. We teach this like crazy. We have a roadmap that guides you not only through the target market stuff, but the stuff that necessarily comes before that, choosing a topic right cuz you need to pick a topic that your business is going to focus on that isn't going to burn you out and that has potential to lead to to revenue for you right? So we lock you through that and then straight into the audience stuff. And then and then after you pass through the audience stuff, we go again and again and again and again. We're, we're reinforcing this audience stuff for you to remember, remember, remember. So it this is what we do in the roadmap. It helps stuff just become more ingrained in you. And then in our community activities, week after week after week after week, you're going to be reminded of this stuff, right? Then we have an entire course on defining your audience that I put together based on all of the research and insight and, and experience that I had when I was working in agencies, making websites and sales videos for big paying customers, all this kind of stuff, right? And yet, and yet, find, is my niche, did I get my niche right? Is still one of the most common questions we get asked, mm-hmm. right? Even though we have such, u- such profoundly useful and, and effective stuff for teaching this stuff, it is still such a hard thing to get, right?
1: Yeah, and it's... it's- art yeah as much as, as it is science so, absolutely and and a lot of times you're never going to really know until you go down that road and start exploring those customers yeah building something for them you're not going to know if you pick the right niche or that's not.
0: that's a really big point that's a really big point a lot of people in fizzle are asking all the time is this too narrow is this too wide and like oftentimes all that of go okay let's hear what you've worked on so far in yeah. this and where we're at and then just off of our experience we'll go like okay you might want to this that or the other because you you can look at a market and you have a sense for that's a really big market you probably need to specialize a little bit more or i don't know if there's a lot there you might want to go a little bit wider yeah but the there's very (laughs) little it turns out there's like not that, that much you need to do before it's like okay let's get our hands dirty Let's get, well, let's get dirty. This is actually, a, you just said a really big thing that you, you learn a lot when you start doing the work of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things we love teaching people how to do is to actually get started and then learn as you go. It doesn't have to be terrifying. Yep. All right, so it's hard to learn this stuff. There's as much art as there is science in it. That's why today we're going to talk about examples. Examples of these niches, these kinds of specialized businesses that have found their stride. And because of the way that they focused down their market, their niche, they were able to find success. Why do we look at examples? It's just like in business school, you look at case studies, because to be honest, the rules are always changing. And if we look at a lot of these examples, we might be able to understand the principles and stuff we can learn from this for our own endeavors. So to that end, I asked everybody to bring some examples to get into here today. And I'm excited. Yep. I think we. I, I think I, I did. I set it up pretty good. Hey, I I did some work setting this thing up. You really did. <laughs> hey, that nailed that's it. a that, I nailed it. Nailed <laughs> That's some good stuff right there. That's 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 actually a great introduction to this topic to why we're talking about these examples. Now the fun part gets to start now. We get to talk about these examples mm-hmm. because as Corbett said, there's just as much art as there is science in this stuff.
1: Yeah. And I love this. And I was thinking actually recently, we didn't even talk about this before you mentioned this, but I was thinking we need to do this more often because yeah. one of the questions I get when talking to somebody who's thinking about starting up a business is like, where do I come up with ideas for yeah. businesses? Mm-hmm. And they always ask me like, okay, well, what do you, who's in fizzle doing interesting things? And, yeah. You know, I run through yeah. a list or whatever. We got to do that more often.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, it's helpful. It's really helpful. But at the same time, there can be, uh, we're trying to balance this thing because it's like, okay, you want to hear about a successful business? Let me tell you the story of 3M. <laughs> right. Right. Let me tell you the story of Lego. Yeah. Those stories, the, the stories of how they got started are actually, uh, they're inspiring, but they're less and less relevant to right now. In some ways, they're actually easier to see the principles potentially yeah. of, of like what was there. But when you hear the origin story of like minimalist baker, a Mm -hmm. blog food blog with and then you're hearing the how they're making revenue and how they got started and that feels like that was yesterday that got started a lot of those specific tactics even work today yeah let alone the principles right right it feels like if in case you don't know listener there's there's all these tactics in business every other podcast is going to tell you all these tactics and these tactics work for about three weekends Right. And then they start. Yeah. Then it's like, okay, maybe don't use or cut anymore because nobody's using it. All right. High five or high five or friendster. Right. I don't mean to pick on the social networks. It's also like, hey, there was a while there where Pinterest was super easy to get big. Right. Super easy to get big on there. Now, not so much. Now you got it. You got to nail what what Pinterest is about to get big. Yep. You know, there so these tactics are always at war with the principles. Because the tactics are like what's new, what's fresh, what's their their trend, their fashion. Yeah. You know, it's just like Blair hey
1: the like low-hanging fruit. Exactly.
0: It's like, hey, you want to make a you want to be a music producer, wear a hat like Pharrell. <laughs> that's like a that's a tactic. And it actually might make you stand out and do X, Y, and Z for a little while until it's like everybody's dressed up like Pharrell. And now you now you're not standing out at all.
1: Now you just look like Smokey the Bear. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And scene. That was great. Okay, so uh, with that in mind, are we ready to jump in? I want to hear some of your guys' examples. Let's do it. We always start with Steph. I want to start with Corbett this time. Oh, Take a little pressure. Take a little pressure off of Steph. All right. (laughs) That's what I want to do. All right. I'm excited
1: today uh, because I looked at your list, Chase, Mm -hmm. and your list happens to be all either friends of Fizzle or Fizzle members. Yeah. Uh, my list happens to be all Fizzle member businesses as well. Dude, model, so wow. I'm about that. Nice. Yeah, pretty excited about that. Um, so let's kick it off. The first one on my list here is a business called Design Cuts. Design Cuts. Design nice. Cuts. And we all know this one pretty well because it was started by a Fizzle member named Tom Ross. Yeah. Who was with us a long time ago mm. uh, in the beginning of Fizzle. And I remember a really specific turning point where... Uh, for some reason, Tom was selected for some coaching. Yeah, kind of he won he a did.
0: competition inside of Fizzle. We run these co- competitions every now and again that result in like, you know, group coaching, private group coaching for a little while, like a six week or yeah. something, something. Thing. And so
1: he he ended up working with you, Chase, pretty closely. Yeah, I remember he was kind of at this uh, pivotal mo- moment with his current business. And I forget what it was. Mm. I think it was, it was uh, Photoshop tutorials online mm-hmm. or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And he was looking for some guidance and he stumbled on this new idea and uh, jumped into it and it really took off for Mm. him. And that's what resulted in design cuts. Design cuts are the topic. So you kind of broke this down for us for these examples and you, you asked us to provide the topic a description of the audience, yeah. and then a description of the problem or need, you know. Because in this, what I want to get is
0: it, different businesses differentiate or niche out in different categories. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's in the topic itself. Yeah. Sometimes it's in the audience. Yeah. Sometimes it's in the problem. Like you could serve golfers, but it's like you're just doing the driver's side of golfing. Yeah. Or, you know, so... Just that, that as like a little touch point for us to go, Where is where are these guys differentiating?
1: Yeah, and when we talk about these, also keep in mind the context, like you were talking about 3M and so on. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if it's a hundred year old business, it's obviously not going to be as relevant today. Even within these, sometimes, if we're talking about a business like Design Cuts that was founded three years ago or something, yeah. the landscape was probably quite different back yeah. then. So keep that in mind. Design Cuts, the topic are web design resources. Mm. So you go to Design Cuts, He's got uh, a list of a bunch of different resources that you might need if you're a designer, if you're a visual or a web designer, and you need, you know, brushes for Photoshop and interesting fonts and backgrounds and things yeah, like that. Yeah. They're providing those at a deep discount. So they work directly with the uh, creator of these resources. They offer them to their community at a steep discount. Mm-hmm. And this is a model that you've probably seen before. It's yeah. worked in other spaces. One of the big ones was called... Um, Mac heist. Yeah, Mac heist. That's right. Yeah. That was one of the big ones. So, that model, there's also one AppSumo Mm -hmm. that people have probably heard of. So, this model existed. Groupon is Mm -hmm. another example of of this sort Mm -hmm. of thing. Uh, But what Tom did was he applied it to a specific audience instead of just, you know, cheap stuff. It was cheap stuff for professional web and visual designers. So, that's really the audience. and, And that's to me how the the niche comes together when you combine the topic and the audience yep. together. And and that that's what uh, design cuts is all about. Yeah. In terms of the problem, I guess what I'd say is designers want great tools and resources to help them do their job better, mm-hmm. but they don't want to pay full price for them. Yeah. That's really yeah. as simple as as this one is.
0: Yeah. And I think of when I when I think of design cuts, I think the differentiator or the the niche, the reason why this works is because actually it's not necessarily focused at the professional designer so much as it is the the almost the wannabe professional designer because the professional designer there this is this again comes down to how much do you know about this market how many profe- like serious professional iOS web designers do you know mm-hmm. and what are they like cuz most of them that i know would never be buying stuff like this because they're working at instrument and dropbox and right. Twitter and things like that. And they have to, they're designing new patterns of yada yada yada. They're designing completely new stuff. So this is n- specifically not for them. And those guys actually control a lot of the market, like a lot of the market of design stuff is made for them. Now there's this whole other market of the intermediate designer. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think this what's great about the intermediate, and maybe this is a principle here, is you know, it, it might like fizzle might be for the intermediate entrepreneur. Right? Right. Not that, like, like the intermediate level intelligence entrepreneur, right? There's a lot of people who are super early on and, and don't have much of experience in business and not at all, right? And feels for a lot of those people, but like they, 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 it's up to them if they, if they are intelligent enough to do what they need to with it, right? But there's this whole swath of pretty well-educated people who are pretty world- you know, experienced yeah. who can, yeah, it doesn't take very much to go from like, yeah, I got a, I got a BA in, in communication or something like that. And I traveled around and I had a crappy job and I'm, I'd like to work for my, is that a possibility to work for myself? It's not, a, it's not that big of a leap to go from that to like, oh yeah, well, I geek out about hot, like sneakers. And so I got into sneaker world doing X, Y, and Z. And yeah. I started working for this person and started a little blog on the side. And five years later, like this is my whole thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, Okay, that's totally doable. Right, right, and so that's that intermediate level designer is one thing that I really like about about that, and something that's important I think to notice. Before.
1: Yeah, and uh, Tom is you know uh, a designer himself. He's yeah. really passionate about it. He had worked in the design space before he launched Design Cuts. He was, as I said, running this. Photoshop tutorial website, and that had built up an audience to some degree. So when he launched Design Cuts, he was able to email all those people. So here's another example of, you know, you might start down a road that you feel like is going to be your niche, and then you run into some business issue where you're not exactly sure how to solve the problem for these people in a way that they're willing to pay for. And so maybe you have to pivot a little bit. Mm. And he didn't have to pivot completely, so he didn't lose that momentum. He was able to use it a little bit, and that helped him get Design Design cuts off the ground faster so that's just another vote i think in favor of doing something as opposed to trying to you know intuit the perfect yeah. uh niche in your mind before yeah. getting going sometimes yeah. you have you have to just say okay this is as much as i can know right now yeah mm-hmm. and in order to learn anything more i'm going to have to actually get some stuff done get work it. on this problem and then if you have to change your mind or or shift a little bit you've still made progress in the right direction
0: yeah love it that's a great one okay staff let's move on to you
2: All right. I guess I will. Not all of mine are fizzlers, but I do have one fizzler. So I'll start with that one. Um, Yeah. And first of all, let me just say I came to this conversation with, I guess I don't. I wouldn't say it was like a necessarily a different uh, perspective, but I want to tell you guys the filter that I sort of was like trying to pass through my examples to make sure that they sort of fit this criteria. For me, what I wanted to bring to the table is I want these examples. The question I was asking myself was like, do these businesses smack you in the face when you get to their page Mm. and tell you like, this is what I do. When I think of a niche business, that's what I think of. And Chase, to go back to what you said towards the beginning of the episode, something that is like so interesting to me about this whole business thing when you're first starting out is I completely agree that when you have this niche, it does get easier. Like all of a sudden, it's like, there's so much clarity. It's like somebody gets to your page, like, okay, yeah, like this is what this is about. Great. But for some reason, and we talked about this in the last episode, if you want to hear more of our conversation, it is like, it's so difficult. It's so, this is like the number one question we get from people is they're like, I just feel so confused about like my message. And you ask people, like I ask fizzlers to give me their message and it's like a paragraph long and it's like, no, that's not going to do it. Right. So I wanted to find examples of businesses where they could summarize their business in a sentence, if not a couple of words. And when you mm. land on their page, you're like, yeah, okay, cool. That's what they do. So yeah. just wanted to share that. Cause for me, I love just that. like, I love that feeling when I get on a, somebody's website and I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't have to like go to your about page to figure out what it is that you're trying to do. Yeah. So all that being said, my first example is a, is a current fizzler. So someone who's in fizzle right now, it's Claire mountain. I don't know if you guys know her. She has a business called sister mountain, And it's uh, just sistermountain.com. It's so interesting when you get there. I love it's like very clear what she does. She offers sort of um, like knitting patterns and knitting sort of lessons for people specifically who are interested in making their own fashionable minimalist clothing. And I've mm. talked to Claire. I think I had an interview with her. Um, I think we were doing a, some customer interviews ourselves here at Fizzle and Claire volunteered. I had an excellent conversation with her. She was going through the roadmap, just kind of like, we have these people in Fizzle who just kind of are just crushing it like behind the scenes. And Claire is one of those people. She's just cranking yeah. through the roadmap, putting stuff into practice. And I love her story because I think there's a lot of like knitting hobbyists, people who just knit kind of like for knitting sake. And that's fine. Like, you know, that that's great. But what I like about Claire Claire's approach is she literally wanted to, she wanted this to have an end where you don't just have to knit because you're going to make like a dish rag for your your kitchen or something. It's possible to knit, cool clothes that you actually are excited to wear and if you go to claire's page you'll see like right up front she's like hey grab this pattern to learn how to knit this cute hat and i just love it i just think it's so cool she's creating courses right now too she's kind of like somewhere in the middle of her journey i think last time i talked to her so i don't know i just think this is a nice easy one you get there and you get this feeling that this is somebody who wants to teach you a craft and if you read a little bit about her story too she kind of was in the whole fashion world and the whole like fast fashion and You know, the whole just like the way we churn out clothes these days just felt sort Mm -hmm. of soulless to her. So she wanted to give people and empower people to create clothing that they were proud to wear. So that's my first example is Claire Mountain from Sister Mountain.
0: I love that. Now, in your your own words, Steph, what would you say is the sort of the the like, how would you describe her niche if you're just talking about her niche or kind of the reason why this works with some topic audience or problem or something like that? What Mm -hmm. is it that makes this so unique?
2: I think what makes it so unique is that people want to learn how to knit their own minimalist fashionable clothing. And there's really no I would not know the first thing about how to go and do that. Like knitting sounds interesting in a way, but I don't want to just sit around knitting for like, you know, to make something that a grandma would wear, you know, that I'm really not going to feel excited to put on. But to be able to create clothing that I could give to family members or friends or put on myself and love, that's really cool. So to me, it's like a very small group of people, not small, but very uh, specific is what I mean. A specific group of people who would be interested in creating something that they're proud to wear.
0: This is a great example of something that uh, potentially could be... Because when, when we're making our business ideas, I always think like an ad person about this stuff. And, and you're looking for, like I said, I've said before on this show, you're looking for a zeitgeisting, zeitgeisting thing <laughs> in some ways. And you can never know for sure. It could be just a trend that's bubbling up like a Pharrell Smokey the Bear hat, right? Like that's not a... A zeitgeist is a shift that stays shifted and there could be some thing happening just like we went food farm to table somehow getting closer and closer to the food source could be a thing happening where we're getting closer and closer to the clothing store or so clothing source i mean Mm -hmm. rather right and and these kinds of bigger cultural trends there's hundreds if not thousands of businesses that get started in those trends as they're happening think of like the food foodie sort of world the natural food make yourself sort of my next example will be great at that right but think of of all of the businesses that get started in these trends as they're emerging when they're becoming emergent like they're on the rise they're not just a trend right right that's when you have a longevity in a business and that can mean everything that can really mean everything Mm -hmm. that's exciting Okay, I'll go for mine now, uh, and, and to, to tie it in with this, I'll go with Minimalist Baker, which a lot of people are probably familiar about because they're, they're we talk about them a lot. They're, they have a course within Fizzle on how to be a food blogger. If you did not know that, <laughs> call the press. If you're becoming a food blogger, you might want to check this out <laughs> because they're in there teaching you how exactly how to do it. They have their own courses. This is uh, about like food photography and stuff like that specifically. But what they, they do, have a massive following, massive, way. massive. Huge. This is the thing in like, in millions and millions of. People. In this sort of space, you can have so many, so many, so many people following you because everybody eats. And everybody cooks and everybody and more and more people are wanting to cook. It's a, a great example of a zeitgeist, a shift that stayed shifted. And so they're, they're It's called Minimalist Baker. It's really it's vegan, gluten free food. You know, there's more. It probably started out as just baking stuff. But really, you go there now, you can find anything from a, a like it turns out every, tahini is just good for everything. <laughs> Just, just like just like the yeah. tahini dressing just that ta, some tahini ta, to end all tahini dressing. A, a breakfast scramble with, you know, chickpeas and yada yada et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And it's delicious. How to make a vegan gluten-free cornbread, mm-hmm. right? That'll just that'll that'll knock Aunt Margaret's socks off at Christmas time or Thanksgiving. Right? So this is this is who they serve. They're serving this emergent group of people who wants to cook at home, who want who has a minimal and sort of like almost purpose. Based uh, uh, aesthetic in how and how they want to be living and how they want to be about food, right? So I think the topic here is really simple cooking, but it's also there's something really elegant and stylish about it. Well, something very stylish.
2: There's something even more specific. I love the example of minimalist baker because I'm pretty sure all of their recipes are can be made in 30 minutes or less or are like 10 ingredients or one bowl. Mm -hmm. So it's not only as specific as Chase just said, but it's also like the component of you can do this quickly. You can do this simply. You don't have to have a bazillion ingredients and spend four hours making a vegan dish, which is is just so cool.
1: And th- this is uh, this is probably the most to me the most complex niche I think we'll talk yeah, about here yeah. because there's so much going on. There's here. a lot. This would be a really great case study for our business school yeah. or, or somebody. Who oh really wait, geeks maybe out on this
0: uh, maybe we'll have them on the show. Oh, to uh, maybe to, we should. Oh wait, oh maybe I've already scheduled that. Oh boy. Oh wow. Maybe there's gonna be a new look at that. Look at th- a new. We're, maybe we're gonna have them sitting right here in the studio with Corbin and I, and we're gonna learn all the nitty gritty. We're gonna grill them about where they came from. We're gonna grill them. What
1: planet exactly they came from? We're gonna grill them.
0: <laughs> We're gonna grill them like a couple of zucchinis.
1: No, but what what I what I love about this is, Steph just said the the essence of the the niche or the business idea that you can communicate easily about these guys. Yeah. It's catchy. It's yeah. a hook. Uh-huh. And I, if you go to their about page, it says something like that yeah. right away. Yeah. Basically, these are. Recipes you can do with 10 ingredients or less or one bowl in 30 yeah. minutes, you yeah. know? And, and so you get it, oh, it's really quick. But then when you realize that there's this there's this aesthetic to it, yeah. if you follow them on Instagram, especially, Dana's a, a phenomenal cook and Stylist. She's just a stylist of these right. images, you right. know? They're beautiful food pictures. But also, you know, how do you describe the person that is that is into this? Yeah. It's like people who want to be healthy, yeah. people who have some of their identity wrapped up in the food that they make and that they eat. Yeah. Um. And so it's it's. More I think than just, that's the big cultural shift. Yeah. I think now it means it says something
0: about me when I put a plate in front of you that looks like this. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm and I'm the, I'm not a chef. I'm a I'm, I work at a digital agency. Oh, but I'm really into cooking, you know, like whole natural foods and like, you know, and I put, oh, I made this tahini, whatever, it's pretty good, you know, it's like, that's why I think the problem that they solve is really, I want to live like that. How do I do it? Right. You know, I think because I'm thinking like an advertising guy again, you know, and I think that's what people are buying. When, yep. they're, when they're buying things in mass and millions like like And by the way, plug for their cookbook, which is by far and away the best cookbook we own and the one we cook from l- like the most, more than any other. Yep. Their, and their cookbook is literally sensational. It's mm-hmm. so good. It's great. Yeah. Okay, so that's minimalist baker. Before we move on, I want to read a little bit about who our sponsor is today. Sponsor of the Fizzle Show today is FreshBooks. Okay, now FreshBooks is small business accounting software designed for small businesses, especially for all you freelancers out there, right? We know there's a lot of you. It helps millions of service-based business owners make everyday invoicing and accounting easy, fast, and secure, okay? Uh, let's talk about one of the specific things that it does in time tracking, okay? So if you are someone who does any time tracking on your projects, FreshBooks can handle that for you. So when it comes time to create that invoice, you know exactly what you did and when you did it. Personally, my experience as a designer, that's if that if you start losing track of that stuff, if, if your system for keeping track of that is difficult, or rather, if you're not doing that right now and you don't you're not like actually keeping tabs on that, that's a thing that can literally completely change how you do business. Just keeping track of how you spend your time on your projects. not necessarily billing for that, but having a way to either show the customer or to just take yourself to know yourself, here's how much it takes, here's how many hours it normally takes me to complete a project. That'll affect how you bill these people, okay? So FreshBooks right now is offering a month of unrestricted use to all of our listeners here at The Fizzle Show, totally free right now. And you don't need a credit card for the trial, so to claim your free month, go to freshbooks.com fizzle and enter fizzle in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Our thanks to FreshBooks for supporting independent business and The Fizzle Show. How Thanks, Fresh Books. Thanks, FreshBooks. We appreciate it. Yeah. Okay, Corbett, you want to go to your next one?
1: Yeah. Next up for me is another Fizzler-run business. This, this uh, business owner's name is Richard Lowe, and Richard is a dentist, and he started a business called Shared Practices, and the topic here is dental practice ownership. Mm. Okay, the business side of what it takes to yeah. run a successful dental practice. The audience are recent dental school grads yeah people who want to eventually own their own practice and they don't necessarily know the business side of how things work we well, no, stop for a second what i love so much about this is how utterly
0: unsexy it is mm-hmm. right yeah and how uh, how because immediately i'm like oh i bet this can work i bet this is working do you know what i mean because yeah. it's so profoundly useful yeah. when you can help someone uh, do what we're doing when you when you can help someone figure out how to get their dollars and cents in order for how to make those dollars yeah in a more more efficient way yep and and in a, a way that causes less stress less anxiety more life more life right. Yep then people are willing to pay for that. People are willing to follow that. People are willing to like put their, a little bit of their effort on the line to do better in a situation like that, Mm -hmm. you know?
1: I also love, there are a couple of other things that we talk about often that are wrapped up in this example. Uh, One is that Richard is in a way a leading learner because Mm. he himself is a dentist working for the army right now. yeah. And so on his show, he has a lot of guests on there to extract their knowledge. And I think he wants to learn himself oh, totally. how to start a practice once he's done with the army. yeah. So it's a great example of that. Um, also, because this niche is so specific, Richard had a sponsor for his show before it even launched. Mm. Right? Mm. Because there just aren't that many shows yeah. out there about this sort of thing. totally. And that's the power of having a really specific niche uh, a lot of times you're going to reach an audience that isn't being reached in other ways, yeah. and there are going to be people that want to reach those people as well, and they yeah. might pay you to do that.
0: Totally, totally. That's a great example. Great example. One that would clearly fly under the radar. Unsexy, all this stuff, but like that is the kind of example of of a business that that literally anyone can start heading towards. If you learn, if you're becoming a dentist, and you're like, I want to, <laughs> I want to do less dentist stuff and more, like. Creating professional services for dentists you know yep and create creating an audience out of dentist uh, whatever business owners Mm -hmm. that then i can serve these people they're paying me i'm helping them do their thing and i just get to take more vacations (laughs) (laughs) do you know what i mean yep like it makes so much sense i love that okay steph what about you
2: Okay, up next, I have, I, this is one that I love. This is one that I love following on Instagram and maybe other people do too. It's the Tiny Canal Cottage. Do you guys know about her? Mm. This is Whitney Lee Morris at tinycanalcottage.com. And this is the coolest thing. So Whitney and her husband and two beagles and a baby son live in a 362 square foot space in, uh-huh. I think, Venice Beach, California. And it is absolutely beautiful. She The pictures that she posts are so just like so peaceful and nice and it's really amazing what she has done with this really tiny space. I cannot even understand how this many people live in this place but it like she has this effortless way of making it look like a very livable and uh, beautiful space and so Whitney has this blog that does very well and a huge Instagram following all about how she's designed this life in this very small space which of course I think we talked I think was this the last episode or two episodes ago about ideas that you can kind of catch a wave. I think Whitney has definitely caught the a whole small space living type type wave mm, and kind of yeah, combined, yeah. It, combined it with an interesting aesthetic that appeals to people. So she has this blog and she does a lot of photography and things and she also does small space solutions for other people. So that can mean a number of things. It can mean helping people figure out how to live smaller themselves, but she also works with brands that are kind of like have this, you know, a similar minimalism um, message. So mm. I don't know. Again, I think uh, when I was trying to select examples this one just stands out to me as it's very cool. It's similar to the example that Corbett just gave a little bit of a, a leading learner approach where Whitney's literally just kind of documenting her life almost as an experiment in this like almost radically simple way of living. So that's mm. one of my favorites.
0: Oh, I love that. That's great. And So what you get out of this is, is, talk to me for a second about what you personally enjoy about this.
2: I think it's well for, I mean, aside from being like a a nice image to look at, you know, which is always fun. It's, it's inspiring because if you look at, and I'm sure people hopefully will, will find Whitney on Instagram because it's, it's just so cool, but it just, it's inspiring to think, I think it makes you rethink your own space, right? You don't have to live in a 300 square foot space to implement and uh, draw inspiration from what Whitney has done, but it does. Whenever I see her stuff, I think to myself, gosh, how can I be more intentional with the space that I have? I mean, again, she has a small baby and so do I and when I see that she literally created a nursery in a closet and it looks awesome I'm like Mm. okay I do not need all this stuff (laughs) and I think I think I've mentioned on the show recently that for me I'm like at least in this season of my life right now I'm super attracted to living with less and there's just something about it that's like what if I could get rid of more stuff so when I see that and I see what's possible there's something really I think magnetic about that and clearly a lot of other people feel that way too
0: Mm -hmm. that's killer that's killer. Yeah, good. I like that. I like I like getting your take on it because that is like what the audience, you know, that, that you're, you're a part of the audience. Yeah. You know, yeah. And you're able to say exactly what you're getting out of it. Yep. Love that. OK, uh, another one from me. This is the quintessential example of a certain kind of niche to me. Uh, the kind of niche where you go, well, here's one group of people. Are you starting to picture the Venn diagram? Here's a circle. Here's one group of people. And then create that second circle and go, here's this other group of people. And we're, and then overlap them and go, here's the, ki- here's the people in between <laughs> who are overlapping, who are both this kind and that kind. That's who I want to serve. Okay? And it's so clearly put in their name, Nerd Fitness right? It's so simple. Nerd fitness is such a great example, such an easy to fall back on example of a killer niche business idea because it is specific enough or it was at the time. I don't know if you could start nerd. You can't just start up like a, a another nerd fitness, obviously, because now that exists. <laughs> I guess, you know, it was the first one. It was really the what first about one. workouts? <laughs> you can start up geek workouts but it would have to differentiate its USP its unique selling proposition is its value proposition would have to be somehow different I could,
1: I could see that being just the workouts sure right well and, but keep in mind businesses don't have to be entirely different you, you can no, you're have you're the bang exact on. same business
0: on. yeah you're bang on the, cha- the challenge is that's true. I'm assuming everybody's playing the same democratic game that we're playing. No. Where you're not stealing content and you're, you don't have a lot of capital to be paying for advertising and
1: exposure. Yeah, like I I, I talked about this laptop stand that I bought. Sorry to derail you. Yeah, no, doubt. yeah. I this laptop stand that I bought. It's called The Roost and it's like this great Kickstarter story. You know, yeah. this guy worked really hard on designing it and blah, blah, blah. Now you can buy the exact same thing for half price on Amazon that's knocked off from yeah. China.
0: Yeah, thanks Alibaba. Yeah. <laughs> 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 totally. Yeah, yeah. And you, you can't, you no, know, just think for a second. How much, how badly that hurts it yeah it's probably like being
1: kicked in the you know that like significant yeah significantly that's a bummer yeah and we should do a whole other show just on competition because i know a lot of people really worry about that as well and there are a lot of reasons why you shouldn't but there's a ton of reasons why you shouldn't And,
0: and yeah it's like it's like yeah you're having a baby you want that baby to be safe Right. right but we don't know what's gonna you don't, you're don't. you not in control of anything do no. you know what I mean so you still have to be open to all these possibilities and yet you pursue love you pursue life and you pursue love <laughs> even you know? though it's gonna hurt even though you it's, get another dog even though your last one exactly. dying was the worst exactly. thing that ever happened right and this is I think some something this is akin to the, I think that's the wisdom of, of how you move forward in, in all things in life let alone how you pursue a business even though there could be competitions stealing and stuff like that anyways nerd fitness is a great example on the other hand of something that was in fact Created pure good. And when I talk about this niche, you can just really, you just, like, it's all in the two words. Nerds who want to be fit, right? Mm-hmm. Nerds who want to be fit. So, Steve, who was a nerd who was into fitness, uh, is able to you to use video game imagery and language. Like, the products that he has made, he does this, he's, they've made this amazing thing where it's like you're a part of these different guilds and some of them are more like speed and like body weight oriented and some yeah. of them are, and they have different names based off of fantasy creatures yeah. and things like that. Just... Utterly nerdy stuff that actually I'm super <laughs> into just you know? super <laughs> indulgent. totally totally it's like if Tolkien was way into like dumbbell presses or something like that yeah <laughs> you know what I mean It's so good but uh, and more backstory on nerd fitness. if you want to go deep on that, we have a course I have a course within fizzle where I teach you how to design your own website. Mm-hmm. It's called uh, the Essentials of Web designs for of web design for business builders. It's not for designers. It's not for design. It's for people who don't know how to design. Here's all the basics. Here's how to get your. Here's what needs to be on your site. Here's how not to mess up the design of your site. Here's how to look for inspiration. Here's how to get your site set up. Here's the kinds of fonts to use. Here's the kinds of colors to use, etc. And throughout we actually were designing nerd fitness and filming me and Steve having, or rather Steve and I, having conversations about the design process, showing where we're at as we're going. Mm -hmm. Um, If you want to learn either more about how to design your own website so that it's actually really effective instead of just fancy... This is the big This is the big yeah. sin. You want to have a good-looking website. No, you don't. You want to have an effective website. Mm-hmm. And that's what you want to learn how to do. So anyways, Nerd Fitness. Learn more about that in the Essentials of Web Design course that is inside of Fizzle. Fizzle membership. You heard me in the beginning. Five weeks for free. Fizzle.co slash try five for all you Fizzle Show listeners. Okay.
1: Uh, does that enough on, on Nerd Fitness? Any more to add there, Corbett? Um... <sighs> You know, this is this is a great example of how a niche can cut through an otherwise very, very crowded space. Yeah. I mean, health and fitness is like the one of the biggest topics, biggest business yeah. areas in the world. There are t- thousands and thousands of businesses and a lot of money to be made. But, you know, it's hard to cut through all that noise. And most people um, compete on the same grounds. You know, yeah. it's just better looking models on the cover of your your yeah, workout totally. tape or whatever, yeah. or shorter, uh, you know, time, like six minute apps yeah. or whatever. <laughs> um, so this is an example of where Steve just combined something, a, a group of people that were being underserved yeah. with a topic that they needed help on mm-hmm. and uh, found gold. And it wasn't that it was magic from the beginning because Steve actually yeah. struggled mm-hmm. for a couple of years mm uh, trying to blog and getting nowhere. Mm -hmm. And then he finally realized that he was writing garbage. Mm. He was, he thought that putting out two blog posts a week or whatever that were 600 words, Yeah, was enough, and it wasn't. He had to really dig deep and say something that mattered to these people. Yeah, and eventually he got traction, and then the thing took off.
0: Yeah, and if you want to hear all of Steve's story, that also is inside a fizzle in a founder story that we recorded with him live video, long in depth conversations. I say long, not because it's boring, long because it's like (laughs) this is everything. This is his whole story. Yeah, in. It, and you get to hear you it from know the his turning words. points. Yeah. Like what actually mattered in getting yeah. the business off the ground. Exactly. And you can just take notes literally and go, like, okay, so who's my Brett McKay going to be? You'll have to watch the, sh- the, the, the interview to see what we mean by that. Mm-hmm. All of that and more inside of Fizzle. I, 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 I like my voice right there. All of that and more inside of Fizzle. <laughs> There's a panda. Pa- There's pa- a pantsless panda <laughs> running down the street. <laughs> are, to- are tomatoes too good? The story at 11.
1: <laughs> I don't know where Panda came from. All right, who's next? What's that? Is that you, Corbett? Sure, I'll, okay. I'll go. Uh, my next one is a, another, you sense a pattern here, another mm-hmm. Fizzler-run business. Yeah. This Fizzler's name is Janelle Allen. Janelle lives in Chicago, and for the past 10 years or so, Janelle has helped businesses create online courses, and she's gotten good at knowing all of the who's-its and what's-its yeah. of getting an online course up, produced launched uh and also to create courses that have an impact for both the business and for the uh learners. Mm-hmm. And Janelle recognized that uh there's a whole lot of entrepreneurs out there who would love to build great online courses and there's just a lot of questions about how to do it. Yeah. So her business is called Zen Courses at Zencourses.co and the topic is simply building online courses. The audience are entrepreneurs who want to build an online course. Mm. And the problem is really just again that planning, organizing, and launching an online course that gets results is difficult, and there aren't really very many good step-by-step yeah. instructional guides yeah. showing people how to do it. Totally. So that's it. I, I almost nice. cussed.
0: Sounds good. Sounds good. I almost said "nay." <laughs> Dang it! No, I did say <laughs> no, it. you did. <laughs> Dang it! I said it there. Um. Awesome. That's great. That's great. So, and she's differentiating simply by by call by focusing on this particular niche inside of the greater entrepreneurial thing. Mm-hmm. Like, there. This is this is. I think the pattern of not. I think this is the pattern of all discovery of all intelligence is that first it was like there was life, and then there was like wait, there's life on land, and then there's life on the water. You know, and this is in terms of like an, a, a a mind comprehending what it what is, right? Yeah. Oh, and then some of the life on land has four legs and walks on four legs, and some of his walks on two legs. Yeah. See, so, you know, it's just constantly Cat- categorizing categorization, yeah. right? So it's like and there's an entrepreneur. Oh wow, there's entrepreneurs who who do things in banks, or there's entrepreneurs that do things on the internet that blog. There's, yeah. And so you, this categorization, right. That doesn't. There's a lot of species that have died out. So you could focus course making.
1: There's a there's a chance that being a course maker dies out. But I think the chances are pretty low, you yeah. know, or maybe, uh, you know, being a course maker or, or needing to learn about course making gets broken down even further, yeah. you know, into yeah. maybe there's just launching an online course and then yeah. there's the just the tech of online courses. Exactly. Or courses
0: know? with a community versus courses without a community. Right uh things like that yeah very interesting i think that's that is just the nature uh, and if you if you're really seeing that pattern and you haven't before you're probably going like oh my god it's so true but that's what you see when you see hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of businesses like we do mm-hmm. throughout the past five years you know the inside of fizzle it's just you see all of these trends and then you're you when you spend like you yourself if you're just starting thinking about business you will start to see it all yourself now Right. Right, and every commercial, it's an opportunity for you to learn about how do we get a message across or what what's their angle? What's their USP? What's, what's their niche? Who are they targeting with this sort of stuff? Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, Steph, what do you got for us?
2: Man, I have like such, a, I have so many. I could just keep going all day. It's really hard to pick, but I'm going to go. <laughs> it's so fun. I'm like nerding out over here. I love talking about this stuff. I'm going to go with one that is also a fizzler. We've talked about him. It's been a while since we talked about him though. So for our new listeners, this is definitely one you have to know about. I'm going to talk about Adam Walker Cleveland yeah. of illustratedchildrensministry.com because this guy, first of all, like Janelle, we got a fellow Chicagoans going, which I love. But on top of that, this business is just like it blows my mind, Adam's story, and he tells it really well, too. But Adam provides illustrated resources for the church and the home and uh, encourages creativity and active engagement with faith most notably or at least what sticks out in my mind is not too long ago Adam was making these or illustrating these advent calendars I think Mm. they're like a poster and uh, he was like selling out of these things he posted a photo of himself in the fizzle forums in his garage with just like roll after roll after roll of these posters, like trying to get them out because they were so popular. And I think it was like a multi six-figure launch. So talk about like specific. I never would have imagined, you know, it's not just religious materials. It's not just like, you know, one specific like holiday. It's these illustrations coloring for a specific holiday in one religion. It's just so specific. And yet it just nails this need which that people have, which is they want to be able to talk about these really complex yeah. concepts like advent. I mean, how do you explain advent to a young child? And instead, like, you know, turning it into a family activity, you can spread this thing out over the table, color it together, and talk about it. And I just think it's such a great example of taking a need and understanding that this thing needs to be created and then using your expertise or your background, which for Adam, he has the talent and illustration, and just making it for the people and then shipping it out of your garage. So that one will always be a fizzle favorite for me, so I love that one.
0: And that's killer. Yeah, it's it. it, it what, what that brings to mind is the importance of one of the things that we get you going into in the in the audience course, the defining your audience course is the can they pay and will they pay thing, mm. right? Right, because you can throw together you know whatever you want and call it a coloring book. But the question is, is there an audience here that both can pay and will pay? Yeah. Adam has absolutely found
1: that. Well,
2: and like Corbett was saying earlier too, Adam, and I remember, like the cool thing about this for me, and this was like, you know, I've only been with you guys for coming up on two years now, which is also crazy. But this was one of my first like, really cool ones that I got to follow from what I feel was the beginning for Adam and I remember that he was really not sure like what Corbett was saying before he wasn't sure he kind of thought and hoped that there was going to be a market for this he knew that he had some talent and he just kind of started building so he couldn't have known that he was going to be trying to like ship these things out of his garage but at a certain point he kind of had to say I think there's a need I have enough you know evidence that this is worth trying and then Mm. it totally took off which again I think people sit in step one thinking, how do I come up with an idea that's going to take off? And I'm pretty sure Adam would say he didn't sit there thinking this is going to take off necessarily. He hoped it would. And then he just made it really good. And it did. So Mm. there's definitely an element, like a balance between, you know, think to yourself, like, I think there's definitely an opportunity here. It's an educated guess. But at the end of the day, you kind of have to just get started and see what happens.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. And every business is every business idea is like a a bit of a lottery ticket because Mm. there's luck involved, right? You can't know for sure that something's going to be a massive hit. And so every time you start a business, it's like buying another lottery ticket. Yeah. And there's a much better chance than the lottery, obviously. Yeah. But it's that same idea. You know, you can sit there and and think and think and think and be bummed that you don't have the perfect idea. But you don't know, like, one of those ideas that you have. Yeah. If you put it out there, you might get the right combination of you worked really hard on it. It was a good idea. And you got lucky. And the the market was right was ripe for it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I've got two more here to close us out to bring us to around 10. To be around t- a, a nice 10 here. One little... Uh, one little Nine, right? I think, well, I I, I think you've done three. Yeah. Steph's done three. Yeah. I've got my third one and a fourth. Oh. I'm about to break the mold. No. I'm about to break the mold here. Okay, so the first one, another physical business. Cozy comma, we mentioned them before. I love this because what these are are dog beds where you use your pillow from your bed and your pillowcase, right? So the the story here is dogs are pack animals they they their smell is very important to them right so you give them a dog bed to sleep in that's your smell they're with their tribe they fit in there's something that this there's almost an emotional meaning that this Mm -hmm. has to the dog but also beyond that it's sustainable it's eco-friendly these are this is wood it's made by hand and you're and you're you get to clean up your dog's your dog you know it's just a it's just a a pillow it's easy to replace easy to replace you know they look cool too they look great and they're made by a lovely fizzler. Just like, just like had the idea, just like yeah. I had the idea. I'm going to put it together. Such a great idea. Uh, why does this, why, why does this work? I think personally, the best part about it is the story of the pack animal, the mm-hmm. scent, uh, and then, and then the fee, the benefits on that are, are like super easy to clean, super easy to replace the pillow and stuff like that. You don't have to go to the dog bed and go like, is this a good bed for, you know what I mean? It's just like, don't, you don't have to go to the store or anything. Um, I, I don't know. I just, I love that. I think that's great. What's great about it is also it lasts 100 years. Probably lasts 300 years if you wanted to. You know, you just replace the pillow. Killer. Um, another thing, finally, finally, finally in closing, my wife, a fizzler by proxy, has just, uh, just released her new podcast. And I think this is a great example of an interesting niche. It, this is a very interesting niche. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. So the podcast is called Mother Birth. And the tagline is, because not just babies are born. And the whole story here is is that uh, you don't become a mother in an instant, and in fact, it's this long series of transformations that like that start. Taking place in you over time, and there's not a lot of guidance for modern women. Right? There's just not a lot of guidance for it. And turns out, you know, the 50s, the the the, the golden era of like here, now we can see on TV. Here's what a wife is supposed to be like. You're supposed to do this effortlessly. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're supposed to know exactly how to do this. This is your role. Yeah. You're a woman, right? Well, guess what? The world has changed. The world has moved on. These women are career women and moms. Yeah, and they care about their kids and. They want to be creatively fulfilled, and, and and right. Yeah, the world is more complicated, and it's really difficult to figure out how to do this motherhood thing. Yep. because the because we've progressed so much further than the villages where our grandmas would like could give us the the advice, right? Uh, and we're just estranged from our grandmas, <laughs> you know. So either the grandmas are judging us too hard because we're being, being too progressive, or or the, we're not living close to them, uh, you know. So uh, we don't we're, we just don't have access to that wisdom and women are are learning that wisdom on their own individually and what they're doing in this podcast is they're telling those stories to bring to to bring that wisdom to all women everywhere to all mothers
1: yeah, and uh, I had a chance to listen to the episodes finally, and uh, they are powerful. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. you, like, Laura and Melissa care yeah. so deeply yeah. about totally. this. Yeah, And, you know, you get to hear a little bit, but being a guy, it's not like they get into this that much. Totally. So to really pull back the curtain and see what they yeah. think about everything they're covering on this, it's like, it's, it's heavy in a lot of ways. I know all the emotions are there. Yeah. You know, there's a full arc yeah. in, in the early episodes. Totally. It's really good mm-hmm. stuff. I think our own Steph Crowder is going to be next on the I was this show. just
2: going to say, fun fact, everybody, you can hear my story. Probably, maybe, I mean, I don't really, like Corbett said, it doesn't get into like gory details, but probably more yeah. about my motherhood experience than you ever wanted to know. Or maybe you do want to know. I don't know, <laughs> but you can listen to it soon. I had so much fun. Yeah, it is a fantastic podcast for especially for, I like Corbett was just saying, not just moms, but also partners. There's a heavy um, component. I mean, I don't, I don't want to go on for, about this for too long, but I will say that, yeah, for partners, it can be so, I think, difficult to figure out what your role is in this whole thing. So I think the the work that these ladies are doing is important for, for both moms and dads, which is really cool.
0: Yeah, love it. You know, they, they launched that three weeks ago. They already have like 900 subscribers. It's awesome. It's so great. that with no social media presence at all, besides their own personal sort yeah. of friend bases. Yep. So this is a great example of what the early days of a great, great story Good looks substance. like, you know? Okay, guys, that's it. I have been Chase Wardman Reeves. I've been Corbett Barr.
2: I have been Steph Crowder.
0: And we'll see, see you there. there or, or we'll, we'll see you other time. time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there you have it. Uh, thanks to Corbett and Steph for bringing such great uh, examples with us. This has been Fizzle Show, episode 209. You can get all the show notes on this episode, links to all the businesses we talked about at fizzleshow.co slash 209. And while you're there, Please, please, please do yourself a favor and pick up one of our free guides. There's a page on the site called Guides that has all these free guides you can get, one of them on creating your uh, your audience, some audience help, audience stuff, I can't remember what it's called, defining your target market, your audience, you know, something like this. But actually one of my favorites is the 20 killer unique selling proposition. This is a, this is a good one. Lots of more great business ideas in there, okay? Uh, I don't have time to read a rating for you right now. My apologies, but if you haven't yet, would you please? Leave us an iTunes review, because it means the world when we when we see those. We uh, read every single one. We've got so many, and, and we read every single one. There's still not enough. I'm still hungry. I'm gobbling them up. I want more. I want more of those. So that's it, you guys, for episode 209. Hope you loved hearing these business ideas. We'll have to do one of these shows again. It was super fun. Let us know what you think at fizzleshow.co slash 209. Leave a comment there letting us know what you think. Again, my hope for you is not for an easy or gentle or cloudless life, but for a heart fully awake and eyes alight with direction, potential, and joy. Find care. Take care. Serve hard and dig in. Thanks, and I'll talk to you next Fizzle Friday.